Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 31st and final day of July. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. 800-747-3733. And of course, that also includes the most recent episode, yesterday's episode of It's Still Real to Me. That's a Zaslow Show 2.0 wrestling podcast. We get you caught up in all the big stories in the world of pro wrestling every weekend. And yesterday, we had another great episode. And of course, like I said, that is also presented by our title sponsors, Anna Jar and Levine, 
accident attorneys. 800 7473 800-747-3733. So we got a lot of fun stuff to get to here today. Speaking of which, it's still Real To Me Wrestling Podcast. You can still catch up on yesterday's episode. We got a lot of stuff that we recapped. Last night, though, I haven't watched an NXT pay-per-view in a while. Last night was NXT Great American Bash. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a fun show. So we did some of that last night. We caught up on our shows over the weekend, me and my wife, all right? You could always do that on the weekend. That's a fun thing to do because it's a million degrees outside. It, I mean, you go, I go outside to take out the garbage. I'm out there for a total two minutes. I'm already sweating. And everyone's going through the same thing. You guys all know what I'm talking about. It is unbearable to be outside. We're spending a lot of time in the pool, obviously, here at the Zaslow Mansion, you got to take advantage of the pool because you just go outside in the summertime, you're sweating your balls off. It's impossible to be outside. So anyway, we did a lot of pool over the weekend. We watched some shows. We had pro wrestling last night, NXT Great American Bash. Like I said, thought it was a fun show. I did not go yesterday. I know I had a couple people who reached out, Zaslow, are you going to WWE Super Show? It was at the University of Miami yesterday. WWE had a house show. I was always a game-time decision. I was like, ah, maybe I'll buy tickets at the last minute. We'll see. But it was a couple things. Number one, I went to WWE at the beginning of the week. My son and I, thanks to WWE for setting us up, we went to Monday Night Raw <coughs> Excuse me, in Tampa. And, all right, so I saw WWE this week. You know what I'm saying? So that played a role in me deciding not to go yesterday, driving down to the University of Miami for WWE Super Show. Saw WWE already this week. But really, the main reason, so hungover yesterday. I, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't hang. I'm 42 years old. And, I don't know, I mean, did I have a lot to drink on Saturday night? I, maybe, you know, like, I, I, I mean, what's a, what's a lot, right? I had a handful of drinks. We were out to dinner with some friends. We had a nice time. We brought it back to my house, to the Zaslow Mansion. Had a few more drinks. We watched a little bit of wrestling on Saturday night as well. You had, uh, what was it, AW Collision. Collision's a good show, by the way. Really good show. Really good episode again. Had some more drinks back at the house. So hungover on Sunday. So that was the main culprit as far as why I didn't go to WWE Super Show yesterday at University of Miami. Just, I, I gotta stay home. I can't leave the house. So yesterday, very sleepy, very lazy Sunday afternoon in the Zaslow Mansion. Otherwise, the thing that stood out to me over the weekend, what a what a tremendous turnout at Lone Depot Park. So the Marlins, now look, we got Dolphins to talk about today. The Jalen Ramsey news officially came on Friday where he had the surgery. He's going to be out for most of the season. Obviously, that's huge news. We're going to talk about that. The NBA sends out a memo chastising Damian Lillard and his agent. The Miami Heat have done nothing wrong, but chastising that whole scenario is the NBA picking on the Heat. That's going to be our main story for today. So hang tight for a second here. Over the weekend, the Marlins took two out of three against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Come from behind yesterday, they salvaged the series. You don't want to lose two out of three of the Tigers. And David Robertson, the, uh, the relief pitcher, he closed the game yesterday for the Marlins. Probably the best relief pitcher on the market. The Marlins came in. They went out there and got him a few days ago. Made his debut yesterday. 
excellent job. Come from behind win. Marlins win 8-6. They, they were down 4-0. Marlins win 8-6. They sew that one up yesterday. They win the series 2 out of 3 against Detroit. But the big story, Miguel Cabrera. He's retiring this year. I, it's a tough one, right? Because if you were to say, who's the all-time greatest Marlin? Oh, Jeff Conine, Mr. Marlin. Come on. Don't be silly, all right? <laughs> man, man, you know, yes, Jeff Conine is a legendary Marlin. But that's not what we're asking here. Who's the greatest Marlin? And it's tough because the Marlins have had a lot of great hitters. And the problem in deciding who's the greatest Marlin ever, they haven't been here long enough. You know, they're here for a few years, four or five years, and then they get traded away, right? So you're talking about guys like Miguel Cabrera, Giancarlo Stanton, Hanley Ramirez, even going back, Gary Sheffield. They're just not here long enough. You know, who's the greatest Marlin? But I think a case, a very strong case, can be made for Miguel Cabrera. And Miguel Cabrera made his final appearance this weekend, played Friday and Saturday, not play yesterday. Uh, he had a couple hits, I believe, on Saturday, including a double. But, like, he's he's having a really rough year. Like, it's the end for Miguel Cabrera. And what a tremendous ovation. He got Friday and especially Saturday. So Saturday, 32,000 people on Saturday to see off Miguel Cabrera. Now you hope a lot of that crowd is also because the Marlins are in a wild card chase here. And also, it was Venezuela Appreciation Day or Venezuela Heritage Day. Let me tell you something. Whenever they do the Venezuelan uh, Heritage Night, you get major crowd. Now it helps that Hey, the Marlins' best player, Luis Arise, Venezuelan. It also helps that you're sending off, uh, you know, for the final time, Miguel Cabrera, Venezuelan. But anytime there's Venezuelan Heritage uh, uh, Appreciation Night, whatever they call it, you get a massive crowd. They should do Venezuelan Appreciation Night every weekend, at least once a week. We should do Venezuelan Appreciation Night, Venezuelan Heritage Night, whatever they want to call it. Because whenever, we, whenever the Marlins do it, the Venezuelans, they get out there to the ballpark. And it's such a fun atmosphere. When you can go to a baseball game and there are people there, it, re- it really is a major difference maker as far as the atmosphere for a baseball game. Like I remember I went to Yankee Stadium for the first time. That was like four years ago, four or five years ago. I was in New York for the weekend, and me and my buddy, we went to Yankee Stadium. We caught the Yankee game, and you're like, there's a lot of people there. This is a very different experience than when you go to a Marlins game. Saturday, 32,000 people. I'm telling you, every weekend should be Venezuelan Heritage Nights. Why not? They come out to the ballpark. They love going to the game. But most importantly, so Miguel Cabrera comes up to bat. First time he's coming up to bat on Saturday. And boy, does he get a huge ovation. Because we all know he's not playing on Sunday. He doesn't play every day anymore. This is going to be his final game ever here in Miami. Spent his first five years with the Florida Marlins. I think you can make a case he's the all-time greatest Marlin player. A surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Triple crown a few years ago when he won MVP. That hadn't been done in a thousand years. In, and, hey, his debut year, 19 years old, 2003, they win the World Series, and he was a major part of it. Not, I mean, 
opposite field home runoff Roger Clemens in the World Series after after almost getting the sweet chin music from Clemens. He goes oppo, home run like it's nothing off Roger Clemens. And by the way, his first ever game, a home game against the Tampa Bay Rays, walk-off home run in extra innings. His first ever game with the Marlins. He was only here five years, legendary Florida Marlin. I think you can make the case, greatest Marlin ever. Now we're talking hitters, you know, differentiate between hitters and pitchers. But even if you want to do it just all-encompassing, I think you can make the case, Miguel Cabrera, all-time greatest Marlin. I think you could do that. You know, if you're going to throw in pitchers, of course, then you're talking about guys like Jose Fernandez, of course. You're talking Dontrell Willis. But I think it's easier when you're doing an everyday player. And the ovation that Miguel Cabrera got when he... And it was a cool thing, you know, because you got, you got the pitch clock now, right? Good on the home plate umpire and Jacob Stallings. Like, uh, Stallings was clearly stalling in some fashion to allow for the crowd to give Cabrera this huge, long, standing ovation where we don't have to worry about the pitch clock. Hey, get in the box. The clock's running there. Oh, like, can you imagine the crowd is giving this big ovation for Miguel Cabrera? He's, you know, he takes off the helmet. He's waving at the crowd. Strike one. You took too long. Ah, you can't do that. So Stallings was stalling behind home plate to allow for it. And a good job by the home plate umpire recognizing the situation. You know, some things are a little bit bigger than the rules. All right. And this is this is one of those things. This moment here for Miguel Cabrera, much bigger than the rules. Excellent job by the home plate umpire. Excellent job by the catcher, Jacob Stallings. And Miguel Cabrera, not only is it cool that he gets this massive ovation, 32,000. When's the last time 32,000 people were in that ballpark? Had to have been the, 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 the All-Star game at Home Run Derby. You know, we're talking five or six years ago. Or whenever the last World Baseball Classic was. That was recent, right? You're getting 32,000 people. But for a Marlins game, 32,000? I mean, do you have to go back to the first ever game? 2012, Josh Johnson pitching. They lose one nothing to the Cardinals. Is that the last time? So you get this massive ovation for Miguel Cabrera. And it was so cool because obviously Miguel deserves all of it. But we never get those cool moments at that ballpark because there's never people there. You're getting eight, nine, ten thousand. Now I know the crowds have been much better, like Friday and yesterday. Crowds are like fifteen and eighteen thousand. Which hell, those are great crowds for Marlins games. You get eighteen thousand yesterday. Great crowd, because when the lower level is pretty much full at that ballpark, that building gets loud, and it looks packed if the lower level is full. So if you're getting fifteen to 18,000 in the ballpark, that's a great crowd for a Marlins game. They had 32,000 on Saturday. That's five, 6,000 short of a sellout. That's a monster crowd. And it was there, look, I'm telling you, Every week we should be doing Venezuelan Heritage Nights. Why not? And obviously you're there to see Miguel Cabrera. And he's one of yours. So you want to send him. He's one of yours because Venezuelan. And he's one of yours because Marlins. You know. So really cool weekend at Lone Depot Park. And it does feel like. It does feel like there's a little bit of momentum there. I mean the Marlins. Look. They're in. 
they're in the the wild card chase here. They won the two out of three against the Tigers. Uh, they split the games against the Rays. So they've won three out of their last four games. They won on Wednesday against the Rays, and then they took two out of three this weekend against Detroit. So as far as the wild card standings go, the Marlins are back in the mix there. They're second now of three wild card teams. They're a game back of the top spot, San Francisco. They're a half game up on the first team on the outside looking in, which is Philadelphia. And don't look now, because the Chicago Cubs, who recently had, what was it, a seven, eight game win streak snapped? The Cubs find themselves just three and a half back of one of the wild card spots. So it really seems like if you want to include the Cubs, you got six teams right now fighting for three spots. The Marlins are second. Coming up next to the Marlins, they begin a series tonight with the Phillies. It's here at Lone Depot Park. So this is a huge series because the Phillies, like I said, they're a half game back of the of the last wild card spot, which is actually a tie for two and three right now between Miami and Milwaukee. So very big series. Edward Cabrera on the mound tonight for the Marlins. You got three games here coming up against the Phillies beginning tonight. And yeah, this is huge because this is a really tough part of the schedule. You got the Phillies here who have been hot for a while now. You got the Texas Rangers this weekend in Arlington who just traded for Max Scherzer. So the Texans are all in. And then you go from Texas to Cincinnati. You got three games at the Reds. And we know the Reds, just like the Marlins, are a super surprise team. The Reds right now, the reason the Reds are not one of those wildcard teams, because they are atop the NL Central now. You got Milwaukee, who is now in the wildcard chase, because they're now a half game back of the Reds, when Milwaukee, for the most part, has been leading that Central Division. So this all goes back to, yeah, It feels like there's a bit of a momentum going on right now with the Marlins where people are coming out to the ballpark. You got a fun little team. And I told you this like a month and a half ago. And I'm in on the Marlins. But before I was was in on this team this year, I told you like a month and a half ago. You still got to prove it to me. And what I mean by prove it to me is today's the deadline. I think today's the trade deadline. Today or tomorrow? I, I think it's today. You got the trade deadline either today or tomorrow. And the Marlins already made a pretty big move by bringing in Dave Robertson. You saw him yesterday get the save. Are the Marlins going to make another move before the deadline? Maybe to add a bat. Maybe add a bat at shortstop. I mean, that'd be what you're looking for, right? Now, I know there's part of the complication there. And this has happened with the Cubs. The Cubs clearly, the Cubs were looking like they were going to be sellers. They may not do anything. They may be buyers, but it doesn't look like they're going to be sellers now. They've made this run. They're only three and a half back. There are so many teams who are in it. You know, as far as the National League goes, you got the three teams leading the division. And then, like I said, you really have six more teams fighting for a wild card spot. So that's nine teams. If you want to make the case that San Diego, who's five out of a wild card spot, If you want to throw them in and say, hey, we had high expectations. Maybe we could make a run here. Our run differential favors us. You know, maybe we'll start getting some good luck. That's 10 teams right there that find themselves in the race in the National League. And then in the American League, you could really do the same thing. You got essentially seven teams fighting for three wildcard spots. You got 10 more teams in the American League. So in in, in, in baseball, you got 30 teams, 20 of them are making the case, most likely, 
We think we're in the race. And that's what happens when you add playoff teams, when you add wildcard teams. It gets harder to make trades at the deadline here because you got teams, every team thinks that they're in it. But the overall point was, can the Marlins make another move before the deadline here that signals to all those doubters who are like, hey, show me that you're going to open up your wallet, Bruce Sherman, and spend some money here. So today, tomorrow, pretty important day for the Marlins to prove to everyone else who is still doubting the motives of this team, we're in it. We're trying to make a run here. Come on out to the ballpark. And it. this is important because it's the first year. Look, Jeter's long gone. His poison in the front office is long gone. And it's important for this ownership group to show the fan base the first time that we're in this thing. And this has been the first time that they've been in it since Bruce Sherman bought the team. I can't count 2020. It was such a phony year, 60-game season. This is the first time that they're in it. Show the fan base we're willing to spend if this team is in it. It's an important stretch here. It's important 24 hours for the Marlins right now. Do they go out and make another big move? Now look, you know, you, you're listening in the future right now. You may be saying, Zaslow, the Marlins, they did it. They went out and they got a big move. What are you talking about? Well, you're, you're listening to the future. I'm in the past while I'm recording this. All right, so you got to cut me some slack. You got to give me a break. So there you go. That's what's going on with your favorite baseball team. Let me tell you, though, real quick here. Maybe you're thinking about treating yourself. Well, I'm going to send you my favorite car dealership, the only car dealership I personally endorse. I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're thinking about entering the market for a new car, the only place I'm sending you is where you walk in the showroom doors and a member of North Fort Lauderdale Subaru's friendly sales team They're going to ask you what you're looking for. Maybe you want an SUV for the family. Maybe just something simple for yourself. They're going to navigate you in the right direction because North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That includes the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know, the place to go nflsubaru.com you could shop right now from the comfort of your own home hey take the summer off with Norfolk Lardell Subaru make no payments for 90 days when you purchase any North Fort Lardell Subaru in stock go visit right now nflsubaru.com don't take my word for it go see for yourself in person again the only car dealership I personally endorse North Fort Lauderdale Subaru also guys I was telling you, great day as far as swimming is concerned yesterday. Super hot. You got the sun. We're sitting out there on the sun shelf in the Zaslow Mansion family pool out back. I got a Johnny Cuba in my hand. Of course, that's how we enjoy a nice day sitting by the pool. I got myself a six-pack of the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. You don't know about Johnny Cuba yet? Listen, Go out to your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imas. If you don't have any of those near you, you send me a message, send me a DM, all right? Slide into my DMs. Say, this is where I live, Zazla. Where can I pick up a Johnny? And then my man Juan from Johnny Cuba, he tells me exactly where you could pick one up nearest where you live. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can, Johnny Cuba, the only beer we keep in the Zazlo Mansion. Remember, you always got to drink responsibly. And of course, don't ever forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. 
because more is always brewing. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So, let's, we got some Dolphins stuff to get to. Hold on, hold on. But let's get to the main attraction today, as far as the big sports stories down here. And so this came out, I think it was on Friday, Friday or Saturday, maybe it was Saturday, actually. So the NBA sends out a memo to all 30 teams in the league about the Damian Lillard situation. And the crux of it is, the NBA... They interviewed Damian Lillard. They interviewed the agent Aaron Goodwin. They they talked to other teams. The NBA is not happy with the idea that Damian Lillard won't play for a team that trades for him unless it's the Miami Heat. Here is Sham Sharania from The Athletic. He's on that show, The Stadium, I think it's called. And here, after he just got hold of the memo, here he gives some detail. The NBA told its teams that they spoke to Goodwin, they spoke to Lillard, and that Goodwin essentially denied telling teams uh, that, that he told them that, he, he only, uh, that Lillard would only play in Miami. Um, and so at, from, from what this memo states, uh, they've all, the, the NBA also spoke to other teams, and, and, and essentially they were, they were given the messaging as well that Goodwin's statements were consistent uh, for the most part. So this is relevant information because uh, for the league to take the step of going and interv- interviewing Damian Lillard, going and interviewing uh, his agent, uh, really informing them to essentially uh, knock off any potential rhetoric about only wanting to be traded to Miami. All right. So this is the major news in the NBA right now. And of course, it directly involves the Miami Heat. The league is not happy. They're sending out a memo. And here's the interesting thing. So the agent told the league that he did not tell teams Damian Lillard will not play for you. And apparently the teams that the league interviewed echoed those that statement that the agent made, Aaron Goodwin, that he didn't exactly say that. Now the agent has made it clear. Hell, he's been quoted directly. He has made it clear his client, if a team, not Miami, trades for him, he will be unhappy. Hey, that, that's not saying his client's not going to play for them. That's not saying he's not going to honor his contract. He's allowed to be unhappy. I mean, look, if Cleveland trades for you, would you be happy? No. If Utah trades for you, if Oklahoma City trades for you, and I'm not talking about the quality of teams because actually two of the teams there, the quality of teams, are actually pretty good. But I'm talking about, hey, do you want to live in those cities? Nobody wants to live in Cleveland. So, of course, you're not. 
If you trade for my client, Cleveland, he's not going to be happy. Yeah, he doesn't want to live there. But nobody's saying he's not going to play for you. So, the league sends out this memo. And the first thing you're thinking of, all right, the Blazers, Joe Crone and the general manager of the Blazers, they clearly went and cried to the league. And now, you have a scenario where the player, Damian Lillard, who maybe the most popular player in Blazer history, I don't know that he's the greatest player in Blazer history. I mean, Bill Walton won a championship there. Clyde Drexler took them to the finals twice. I don't know that Lillard's the greatest Blazer, but he might be the most popular Blazer ever. And now, he's essentially being uh, uh, pill- uh, tarred and feathered. You know, in the middle of the uh, town square for everybody to see. So you got an, now you got an ugly situation. Zaslow, what do you make all this? Now look, I told you this in the past. Everybody hates Sirius XM NBA Radio. You guys know I listen to Sirius XM NBA Radio all day, all right? And my pal Justin Termini, who hosts the afternoons there with Eddie Johnson. You guys hate his guts. Not Eddie Johnson. You hate Termini. Termini, big time heat hater. You guys hate Termini. But Termini's my pal. He's excellent. And he asked me a couple weeks ago, like, like, what do you make of this Lillard situation? Because our, our sensibilities are very similar if we take the bias out of it. So I was like, hey, what do you think about this Lillard situation? I'm like, I hate it. I like it for my team. But if I'm going to look at it objectively, I hate this shit. All this player empowerment crap. You know, go ask the Portland Trailblazer fans, do they like player empowerment? The, the, the player empowerment has Damian... Let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair for a moment here. The player empowerment has Damian Lillard dictating he will only play... I know he hasn't said that specifically, but, what, you know, we understand what's going on. He is saying that he will only go play, or at least happily or willingly, for the Miami Heat. And hence, he's forcing his way to Miami by scaring off the other teams. Good for Damian Lillard. Terrible for the Blazers. Terrible for the Blazers. Because now they don't have other offers from other teams where they could pick the best deal and they could pit them against each other and then help the rebuild and help their current team. And that's what the Blazer fan wants. The Blazer fan, as much as they like Damian Lillard, they care more about the Portland Trailblazers than they do Damian Lillard. I mean, Glenn Rice is my all-time favorite player. I love Glenn Rice, man. My hero growing up as a kid. And the best thing about Glenn Rice is, as great a player he was, he's even better dude. He's my friend now. It's crazy, all right? I love Glenn Rice. But I care more, once Glenn Rice is traded, once he's not on the team anymore, I care more about the Miami Heat doing better than Glenn Rice doing better. I want the Heat to do well above Glenn Rice doing well on his next team. And so the Blazer fan, and same thing, by the way, with Dwayne Wade. You want to use Dwayne Wade? Who, who willingly left the Heat, okay? Because Rice was traded, fine. Love Dwayne Wade, right? The Heat fan wants the Heat to win before Dwayne Wade to win with Chicago or Cleveland or wherever else. So the Blazer fan can love Damian Lillard, but once he's not on the team anymore, they care. Maybe they want Lillard to have success, but if they had the choice between Lillard having success somewhere else or the Blazers having success... They want the Blazers to have success. So how does the Blazer fan feel right now about player empowerment? Where Damian Lillard 
is doing everything he can, everything in his power to force his way to Miami, that's fine for Damian Lillard. It's terrible for the Blazers. Hence, terrible for the Blazer fan as well. Which is why, and we've been through this a million times, I'm always pro-team. You could call it pro-management if you want. How could you side with billionaire owners? You can call it pro-owner if you want. I'm pro-team. Because the team's goals are always going to align with my goal as the fan. And Damian Lillard, the star player for the Blazers, his goals will align with the team until they don't anymore. And now, his players, his goals align with what is best for him. And what is best for him is forcing his way to Miami while at the same time making it so no one else is making any offers and then the Heat don't have to give up as much and he has an even better chance of winning in Miami. That's great for Damian Lillard. Terrible for the Blazers. Terrible for the Blazer fan. Player empowerment is bullshit. So, you end up getting this this memo from the league. And come on, let's be fair now. Putting any heat emotion aside. The reality of this situation is this. This league is out of control. The players are doing whatever they want. They sign contracts. They don't care about fulfilling them with the team they signed it. They play some nights. They decide, I don't want to play here. I don't want to play here. I have to rest. The NBA player loves complaining. Oh, the NBA player loves two things more than anything else. Not playing and complaining. The league is out of control. And a lot of it is on Adam Silver. You know what what Adam Silver's like? He's like the parent who, instead of being a parent to their teenager, wants to be best friends with their teenager. Wants to be friends. And then is surprised when the teenager is out of control and now they don't know what to do and they don't know how to handle it. Because this whole time, they've been best friends with their child. Instead of being a parent with their child. And now they've lost control. Adam Silver has been so concerned with being the anti-David Stern. He's been so concerned with the league, with the union, with the players loving him. That now, the players are out of control. And he doesn't know how to fix it. You can't put this back in the box. He doesn't know what to do. I mean, how could the owners be happy with their commissioner, the guy they employ? The commissioner, Adam Silver, works for the owners. And he has become so buddy-buddy with the players. He is so soft, the softest commissioner in sports, that now this league is out of control. And this is his legacy, as far as I'm concerned. This is his legacy. The players are allowed to do whatever they want. And it's bad for the NBA. If you want to have control, sign one-year deals. Every year you're in control. Every year. But if you want the money, like Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown just signed for $300 million the other day. At some point during this contract, if he demands to be traded, the Celtics can say, no, we don't want to trade you. But then Jalen Brown's going to make a stink, or if it were James Harden, he's going to wear a fat suit. Jalen Brown, if he wants to continue having control of where he plays, sign one-year deals. Oh, 
but then you don't get the security of the money. You don't get the guaranteed money. You can't have it both ways. The team will guarantee you $300 million, but now you lose flexibility. We're in control now. You're going to play for us unless we decide to trade you. Oh, you don't like that? Okay, sign one-year deals. We'll have this conversation every year. Sign up. LeBron James and Kevin Durant did this for a couple years too. LeBron James. LeBron didn't trust the Cleveland Cavaliers. So LeBron, each year in Cleveland, I believe his first year in LA, LeBron, he didn't want to allow Cleveland to have control of his future. He signed one plus one deals every year. Two-year deals, the second year is a player option, a one plus one. So every year, he is in control of his of where he plays. He is in control of what he does. He's in control of what happens to him. He, he could have given away that control and gotten the guaranteed hundreds of millions of dollars. But it was more important to LeBron to be in control of where he plays. So he signed one plus one deals. If you're going to sign for all the money, you lose the flexibility and control. If you want the flexibility and control, you don't get all the guaranteed money at once. It's that simple. Once you sign that contract, you're making a choice. And, and look, here's the thing. Why is the NBA, why is this the only league where this happens? Where are all the baseball players demanding trades? Where are all the baseball players refusing to play for the team that's going to trade for them? Where are all the hockey players demanding trades? Where are all the hockey players refusing to play for a team that trades for them? Now, foot, and football too. We're all, we're all, that would happen once in a while. Hell, Jonathan Taylor is having a major dispute with his owner, Jim Irsay. So that seems to be an extenuating circumstance. But where are all the NFL players demanding to be traded and refusing to play where they're traded to? Now, the NFL is not an apples-to-apples comparison. Hey, NFL players, they don't honor their contracts. They hold out all the time. Completely different scenario. That's a one-sided contract that they're signing in the first place. The money is not guaranteed. And teams can cut you in the middle of your contract and not give you the money that you signed on the dotted line for. The NFL contracts are inherently one-sided against the players. The only recourse, the only course of action the players have when they want a new contract or want to get paid properly is to hold out. They're inherently one-sided deals, not in favor of the players. It's not the same thing. I totally support NFL players when they hold out. Everything Saquon Barkley just did, totally support Saquon Barkley. Doesn't mean it's going to work out for him, but totally see where those guys are coming from. The NBA, it's the only league. The players are so entitled. They never want to play. They always complain, and they don't honor contracts. It's the only league where this happens. Why? Why is it the only league? The commissioner has allowed an environment where this is okay. Softest commissioner in sports. And look, let's 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 be clear about this. The Miami Heat have done nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. They're going to wind up <coughs> excuse me. They're going to wind up being the beneficiary of this situation, and that's why I'm a massive hypocrite. Because I'm okay with what's happening right now, and I'm going to be okay with it once Damian Lillard gets the Miami Heat because it's helping my team. I'm a huge hypocrite. I'm pro-team. This is going to help my team, so I'm good with it. But I'll be the first to raise my hand here and tell you, yeah, I'm a huge hypocrite. I hate this stuff, 
I didn't like it when Alonzo Mourning did it. Alonzo Mourning was traded, what was it, in 2005? He was traded from New Jersey to Toronto. Refused to report. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. But I was okay with it because he's refusing to report because he wants to come back to the Heat. So, like, I'm good with it. Do it, man. Whatever it takes to get back here. If I'm going to take the emotion out and if I'm going to be unbiased about it, it's bullshit and I don't like it. But I'm glad it worked out for me and my team. But the Miami Heat have done nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And like I said, I'm a huge hypocrite. I get it. I'm good with it as long as it helps the Miami Heat. But this is the only league in this country where this happens. It's bad. It's really bad for the league. Now, here's the frustrating part from a Heat fan perspective. I'll give you that in a second. First, though, I got to tell you guys where I get my homeowner's insurance from. If you're a listener of Zaslow Show 2.0, I obviously care about you. I want to make sure that you're covered. I want to make sure you're not laying awake at night wondering, what do I do about my homeowner's insurance? I've been going for about 10 years now. I get my homeowner's insurance from the top insurance agency in the entire state of Florida. Recently ranked top five in the country. Yeah, I'm talking about Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. The only place I'm going to send you to get your insurance. I've been getting the most... Well, homeowner's insurance can be expensive. You may as well go to the place that's going to get you the best rate anywhere. And that's why for about 10 years now... I give my money to Brunt Insurance to make sure that I'm covered as far as my home. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. I get the most comprehensive and affordable care anywhere. If you call Brunt Insurance, you're making the right call. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they have the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you. And that includes comprehensive policies on trailers and motorhomes as well. Not all of us own a single family home. Hey, maybe you rent. Maybe you have a condo. Yeah, Brunt Insurance is taking care of you there as well. And it doesn't matter where in Florida you're calling from. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance, they have offices all throughout the state of Florida. Their team knows the market you're calling from. You can't just go onto Google and put insurance. It's confusing what's going on out there. Well, luckily, Brunt Insurance makes all of the confusing crystal clear. Their fully licensed staff helps you every step of the way. 954-589-2204, Brunt Insurance. Com. All right, so here's the frustrating part, though, from the Heat fans' perspective, right? James Harden's asking for trades every year, including right now. And including right now, he specifically wants to go to the Clippers. Kevin Durant specifically wanted to go to the Phoenix Suns. Kyrie Irving routinely requests a trade or refuses to play basketball. And this is frustrating for the Heat fan... Because the league is finally now taking a stand when it involves A, the Miami Heat, and B, legitimate good guy, Damian Lillard. Like, those guys I just mentioned, I mean, Durant's been pretty professional. Like, Durant went about his request behind closed doors, essentially. But Irving, super unprofessional. Harden, super unprofessional. Damian Lillard has been a major professional. What are we talking, how many years in the league now? However many years, I don't know. 11 years, I think he's been in the league. The Miami Heat have certainly done nothing wrong, but the NBA, the league is now using this example to crack down. Now, I think that they have to crack down on all this 
But the fact that they're choosing now and involves our favorite team, that's frustrating. And look, there is a major bias against the Miami Heat. Make no mistake about it. You see the reaction from fans and from media. I mean, The Ringer, The Ringer is a website now solely devoted to making sure Damian Lillard is not traded to the Miami Heat. The fans, the media, Lillard wanting to go to Miami, you see the reaction it's gotten. If these fans, the media have been begging Damian Lillard for 2-3 years now to ask out of Portland. He finally does. He wants to go to Miami. No, anywhere but Miami. If he would have said he wants to go to the Lakers, if he would have said he wants to go to the Celtics, if he would have said he wants to go to the Knicks, if he would have said he wants to go to the Nets, any of these teams, you think it would get the same reaction from fans and media? Bullshit. Bullshit. It's because it's the Miami Heat. It's because it is Miami. Now, what I will push back against is saying the league has an agenda against the Heat. That's not correct. That's incorrect. You don't think the league wants Lillard in a market like Miami. You don't think Lillard, the league wants Lillard playing in the NBA Finals. If he were to go to a market like Miami, you're getting lots of eyes. That's, this, is a, this is the biggest store in the NBA. And then you're getting that player who's involved in the biggest store in the NBA in a major high-profile market and maybe also playing in the NBA Finals. The league wants that. That's a good thing for the league. That's a positive for the league. The frustrating part is the league is finally making a stand and it comes against the Heat. Take the bias out of it and you understand what the league is upset about. But now, re-enter Heat fan, it sucks that this is the league is finally taking a stand and it involves taking a stand in a scenario where it's our team directly involved. But now, fans and media, major bias against the Miami Heat. Saying the league has a bias against the Heat? No. That, you're, you're not being realistic. You're not being realistic. You're being a little bit too biased in that spot. The league would love Lillard in a high-profile spot like Miami. Absolutely. <coughs> Absolutely. So, I got to push back against that notion. But yeah, fans and media, major bias against the Heat. Very uh, now, now, the question is, does Lillard budge? What happens next, right? I don't believe he will. Because I think you now have a guy who probably is angrier now. A guy who feels betrayed by the Blazers. Who the Blazers have seemingly dug their feet in against him. Like, you don't know what promises were made. If this doesn't happen, we'll... we'll you know, allow this. If this happens, we'll send. You, we'll, we'll we'll give in to your trade request. You'll tell us where you want to go. And maybe the Blazers have not held up any part of their end of that deal. And on top of it, they have went and cried to the NBA. They went and cried to the commissioner. And like I said, a guy who's been a super professional, a great guy who loves Portland, they're now tarring and feathering in the town square. Lillard may wind up being even more steadfast. In his demand now. Now, okay, the Blazers have dug their feet in. Now I'm going to dig my feet in. I'm definitely not going to give them what they want. Now, now I'm even more so set on Miami. I was thinking about adding a couple teams I'd be interested in. Now, not a chance. Now, I definitely only want to go to Miami. And I'm not going to allow you to get any kind of good deal for me in return. 
Now I'm digging my feet in even more. But like I said, on top of all that, we don't know what assurances the Blazers made to alert. Maybe he feels he was lied to. Maybe he was. Maybe he was lied to. So, it doesn't seem like we're... Like, I thought we were close. Because remember, what was it like a few weeks ago how I said, I think we're probably closer to a deal than most people think because the agent Aaron Goodwin was super loud. And then he had a meeting with Joe Cronin, said it was very positive, and now we haven't heard from him. Maybe we're close to a deal, but now I'm starting to think maybe we haven't heard from the agent. Maybe he stopped complaining because, yeah, the league's been doing this inquiry. And they told him, man, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, that's probably why he hasn't said anything. Now, I saw there was a reporter out there, I think it was Sam uh, Amick on Twitter who said, He's hearing around the league that people wouldn't be surprised if the NBA vetoes a trade to Miami. Let me tell you something. No chance. No chance the league would veto a trade here. No chance. Oh, but David Stern, everyone loves going back to this, right? David Stern vetoed the trade Chris Paul to the Lakers. No, he didn't. That is not what happened. What happened was the New Orleans Hornets did not have an owner at the time. So the league took over ownership. The league was running the team. The GM for the uh, Hornets still made a deal. David Stern, the commissioner of the league, they were the owner of the team. The owner makes the final call on a major trade. And David Stern said, I don't like this deal. We got to get more for him. This is not a fair deal. He didn't veto a trade. Look, if the Heat are about to make a trade, and then Mickey Harrison says, I don't like the deal. We got to do something else. Mickey Harrison didn't veto the trade. Mickey, like, he didn't come down with a hammer and say, vetoed. No, Mickey Harrison did not give his approval. He's the owner of the team. He has final say. That's what happened there. David Stern, acting owner of the New Orleans Hornets at the time, has the final say, and did he, not, he did not approve of the trade. Didn't think it was a good deal. And he ended up being traded to the Clippers. We all know how that went down. Everyone loves mentioning that, that he vetoed the trade. No, he didn't. He didn't approve it. Didn't think it was a good deal. He was the acting owner of the New Orleans Hornets at the time. Now, I'm sure a lot of Heat fans out there are saying, why isn't anyone making a stink right now? This, this is an, actually an easy question. Why isn't anyone making a stink about James Harden? Not only demanding a trade again, but seemingly only being interested in going to the Clippers? Here's the answer, and it's, it's not complicated. James Harden is not an important enough player in the NBA anymore. James Harden doesn't have any pull in this league anymore. James Harden's not as valuable as he thinks he is. And there's no real demand out there, as Daryl Morey and the Sixers seeing in James Harden. James Harden just isn't an important player anymore. And that's why no one's making a stink about this. And they're making a massive stink about Damian Lillard. That's actually an easy question to answer. So anyway, that's where we're at right now as far as the Lillard stuff. And it's a mess. And it sucks that this is happening now. Because it's involving the Heat. But we could all rewind to the very beginning of this conversation. This is a direct result of the softest commissioner in sports, Adam Silver, allowing the players to run amok. This doesn't happen in 
any other league here in North America. It's only the NBA. Why is that? This commissioner has allowed it to get to this place. That's it. It's really that simple. I'll tell you what, though. If you're having trouble, guys, if you're having trouble sleeping because of this whole Damian Lillard situation, I don't know if it's going to totally help you sleep better because we all want Lillard to be here. We would like this situation to finally be over with, but... It'll help at least a little bit if you're sleeping on sheets and giggles. At least you're upset about Damian Lillard not being with the Heat yet. At least go to bed comfortable. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it, man. And now, because the Zaslow family went to SheetsGiggles.com, we are now permanently four, four of us, of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. That's right. And you know what? It's one less thing for us to ever have to worry about. We never have to wonder how we're going to sleep, if we're going to have great sleep, where we're going to get our sheets from. Sheetsgiggles.com because we're talking the most soft, coolest, most breathable sheets out there and super environmentally friendly. Tell you what, I can't wait for basketball and hockey season to start up again. Every time the Heat and Panthers had a big win, my man Colin was putting out the promo codes. Make sure you follow at Sheets Giggles on Twitter. He puts out the promo codes. Discounts for everybody. You get 50 off. You get 50 off. You get 50 off. Hey, use my promo code Zazlo at checkout. 20% off your first order, all right? SheetsGiggles.com. I'm telling you, I got a eucalyptus pillow. You ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Go to SheetsGiggles.com, the only sheets we're ever using in the Zaslow Mansion. All right, I want to get to some Dolphin stuff here because the last show we did on Friday, we weren't sure what kind of operation Jalen Ramsey was going to have. Was he going to have the minor repair where maybe he could be back at the start of the season of the meniscus or the full meniscus repair, which could keep him out most of the year? He went with the full repair. He's going to be out at least through December. So he's pretty much out for the season. It sucks. Like, you know, my son was like, oh, why do you do that? It's so stupid. I'm like, nah, it's actually the really smart thing for him. You know, he's going to get it all fixed right now. Financially, health-wise, long-term-wise, this was definitely the smart move for Jalen Ramsey. Would it have been the best move for the Miami Dolphins? Probably not. But he's got to do what he's got to do. So, I'm obviously bummed about Ramsey, but I don't see it as this soul-crushing loss. And here's why. Now, I'm not trying to make the case that Jalen Ramsey's not the best cornerback. He, he, he might be, probably is. But I don't see this as this massive soul-crushing loss for two reasons. Number one, he's never played for us. So it's not like, oh my God, how are we going to replace Jalen Ramsey You can't replace something you've never had. And it's not as if there's this shortage in cornerbacks on our team. We liked how Cater Kohu developed last year. Nick Needham is eventually going to be back. They drafted this Cam Smith in the second round, right? Like, that guy's got to play. And over this weekend, they went out and signed Eli Apple. Like, can Eli Apple be your second best cornerback when your top one's Xavier Howard? Yeah, I think so. But for me... Jalen Ramsey's never played for us, so it's not like, oh my god, how are we going to replace him? Like, if the Dolphins lost Jalen Phillips, God forbid, I'd be more upset if they lost Jalen Phillips, because he's played for us. That is a scenario of, how are we going to replace him? Jalen Ramsey's never played for the Dolphins. They don't have to think how they're going to replace him, 
They've never had him. That's number one. Number two, the reason I don't view this as a soul-crushing loss, Xavier Howard's health. Xavier Howard looks to be 100%. All I'm hearing is great things about Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard's health, chip on his shoulder, he's angry, all the doubters out there, F him. If Xavier Howard is going to get back to being Xavier Howard, instead of missing Jalen Ramsey, we're just looking forward to the addition of Jalen Ramsey. So Xavier Howard's health right now and looking like he may get back to being the ex we know and love, that's a major reason why I'm not so crushed over losing Jalen Ramsey. They'll get him back eventually. But if Xavier Howard's going to be Xavier Howard, we know what that means. And here's also the thing. They paid a lot of money to Vic Fangio to run this defense. He needs to be able to run this defense without Jalen Ramsey. Like, it couldn't have been contingent on the only way that I'm coming and the only way I can have any kind of success coordinating this defense is with Jalen Ramsey. Bullshit. Bull- there is enough talent on that defense for Vic Fangio to get his fingers on it and have a very successful defense. It, it's not all Jalen Ramsey or nothing. They got a great defensive coordinator. He's now going to work with the group that he has, which is still super, super talented. So, it sucks about Jalen Ramsey, but I'm not losing sleep over it. They're going to be okay. I really do believe that. All right. You guys know what time it is. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Every show brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, with over 60 years combined experience. Their team is prepared to handle any size property damage. 954-900-8635 WCUFL.com When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or your business, you need fast and reliable services. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So I mentioned earlier, star running back for the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor. He is unhappy about his current situation, especially because the owner, Jim Irsay, said it was inappropriate for the running backs to get on that Zoom call and talk about money. He has requested a trade or demanded a trade. The owner, Jim Irsay, said, we will, in no unequivocal words, we will not. It is a certainty we will not be trading Jonathan Taylor. And now the Colts are thinking about putting him on the non-football injury-related list, which would withhold his salary from this year. He's saying he never reported such an injury, an injury that took place away from football. That situation is a mess, and it's definitely a big deal. That's huge. Look, fantasy football is right around the corner. And now you got Jonathan Taylor who may not be available. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Tonight slash tomorrow morning, the U.S. Women's National Team World Cup They're playing at 3 a.m. I mean, I'm not watching it. But they're playing at 3 a.m. Eastern time. They're playing Portugal. If they get a point or a win, of course, they advance. If they lose, they could be done. If they lose, and then it also depends on goal differential, but if they lose and Netherlands beats Vietnam, the U.S. could be out. They could be done. 
and not even get out of group play, which would be a major disappointment and a major embarrassment. So that's a big deal tonight. Big deal or not a big deal? I don't get this. So Alex Rodriguez, he's on a a podcast, YouTube show, whatever it is, uh, with Brett Boone, former player, brother of Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager. And Boone asks A-Rod what the Angels should do about Otani. I think here's the thought that I would think about if if I was the Angels. I would want to get a bunch of draft picks. I want to load up my farm system. If, let's just say it's Seattle. Seattle will have to sign them before the trade. So they will That's, have to I, I, Now you're talking. Right? Okay. And yeah. then if I'm the Angel, I'm saying, okay, you're going to take um, Otani, but I also want to give you some of my bad contracts. Rendo. Right. So if I can unload a few or, or one big one and take that off the books, plus refurnish my, my minor league system, get some draft picks and get maybe a piece or two, now you got something. I'm going big deal because what is it with guys who cover baseball? What is it with guys in sports media who don't know the rules? Like, we just went through that last week with Colin Coward and that dopey Jason McIntyre, all of them thinking that you should trade a bunch of draft picks for Shohei Otani. A-Rod, when's the last time you saw a draft pick traded in Major League Baseball? It's not allowed. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? You know, Sean Payton last week, just lit up Nathaniel Hackett for the coaching job he did in Denver last year before he arrived, blaming him for Russell Wilson's woes. Super unprofessional. I don't remember one coach discrediting another coach the way Sean Payton was doing here in Nathaniel Hackett. Super low-rent move from Sean Payton. Like, like, I I mean, really comes off like a huge asshole, Sean Payton. Here is Aaron Rodgers defending his now offensive coordinator with the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, to, for a coach to do that to another coach, my love for Hackett goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay, kept in touch, um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad, and on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Yeah, I'm going big deal. I, I think it's really shameful comments from Sean Payton. I, I mean, I don't know what Nathaniel Hackett did to deserve, you know, being spoken about that way by another coach. So, I'm going big deal. I don't usually agree with Aaron Rodgers, but good on him there for defending his coach. Sean Payton really looks like a jerk here. Really does. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, WCUFL.com. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes! All right. Great job by everybody behind the scenes putting the show together today. Can't do it without you. Always appreciate your help and your hard work. Thanks, everybody, for listening and spending the beginning of their week with us. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that stuff. 
great for the algorithm. I, I don't I don't understand the algorithm, but it, it'll get me all the monies if you do all that stuff. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. Or you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com aware.